Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm well, David. We are back for another episode of Your Exit Squad, and I'm excited. I'm very excited, too. I'm very excited because when we decided to name the show Your Exit Squad, we were lucky enough to, to get the domain, yourexitsquad.com. That's right. How lucky That's is right. that? It's almost as though we made sure we could do that before we named the show. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode sometime on that whole naming process uh, and, and some of the rejects. <laughs> it was a good one. Um, and by the way, for everyone, uh, yourexitsquad.com will lead you to a place where you can sign up and subscribe to the show to see us in video. Uh, if you're listening to us in audio right now and you want to see the video, yourexitsquad.com. And this show is built around having guests who are business owners who are dealing with issues in their business and they want to try and figure out what their exit plan might be. And if you listen to our show and you think, you know what, I, I could be a guest on this program. I have something that I'd like to talk to people about. Then the place to go is your exit squad guests with an S.com. And there's a brief uh, form you can fill in there. Um, and then we'll reach back out to you and uh, invite you on the show if we think that you'd be a good fit. And then for those people that need a little bit of help, what do we do for them, Mike? Well, that's where our partners come in. We've got uh, yourexitsquadpartners.com, and this is for professionals in the uh, in the business services space who mm -hmm. can who are interested in being involved in our squad and helping owners who have targeted a specific need uh, work their way through that need. And that that's why I'm excited about tonight, right? Because we've got a partner and yeah. a previous guest coming back for a conversation about how that process is starting to work for them. And, and just for people who've never seen an update show before, and, and uh, you know, this is season one, so it's probably pretty much everyone. Uh, what we do is we explore people's stories in their businesses. We meet partners and then we match up our business owners with partners that we think are going to be able to help them out. And tonight we have two people that we've already seen on the program who've been working now together to try and help our, our business guest uh, progress along his story. You want to let everyone know who we have here tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, our partner tonight is Matt Carley. He is with Main Ascent Business Brokers and Advisors. And Matt has been working with one of our guests who has remained anonymous, our guest named Dan. And so we're going to bring them... Uh, in and have Dan catch us up a little bit, uh, remind us of, of his story. If, if, you, if you're interested in hearing Dan's full story, uh, check out the episode in the episode notes. It'll direct you to that episode where Dan told his full story. Uh, and then uh, this is the continuation of that. I'm really excited to see how, how progress is, is, is happening. Awesome. So let me bring these gentlemen in. So there's Dan and here's Matt. Good evening, guys. How are you tonight? Doing great. Good. How are you? Hey, doing good, guys. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Pleasure to have you both both with us. Uh, Dan, if, if you could give us a give us a brief reminder of your circumstance and, and what brought you to uh, your exit squad in the first place. Yeah, for sure. So I was just kind of trying to retrace uh, the events over the last couple months here. Um, basically, uh, found one of your guys's videos. I thought, I thought this was cool. I wanted to kind of share the story, how I got connected with you guys in the first place. So I was watching one of the videos. Um, actually, uh, my cousin, who I'm uh, working with right now as a partner, uh, 
sent me one of your videos and said, Hey, this is just like what we got going on here. Um, what do you think of this? And I commented. And so I commented and David replied back and said, Hey, it sounds like you'd be a great guest on, on, you know, your exit squad. And I was like, Oh, sure. Let's do this. You know? Uh, so I filled out that whole application process, not really knowing because uh, I kind of looked into it and you guys were mostly um, looking to help people, you know, sell, sell or exit their business. And I was like, well, I'm not really the owner. I, I was trying to make sure you guys kind of knew I wasn't the owner, but I do need to figure out a plan for our family business. So, yeah. so yeah, so um it was really cool how I got connected and how you guys reached out that way. And then that was back in August, I think sometime in August when we recorded this. And uh, yeah, basically we have an 80 year old family business that hasn't been transitioned in 50 years. And uh, the owner, one owner, 84 and the other owner uh, partner, um, 67 kind of, looking at things like how what's our exit plan here what do we do and so that's where i mean we could have come up with many different scenarios there's not one answer for this um but having that four generations of of family business a big part of it was like keeping it running so that was a big important part of them so so yeah and and you're currently the manager of the business you're running the day-to-day operations yes yes and uh, we could get into that later but like that's something when i was working with matt we kind of like came up with this idea and this plan um to kind of kind to figure out a strategy you know kind of an exit strategy not for me an entry strategy for me i was playing both roles i guess uh exit strategy for for the current owners Absolutely. And so, Dan, you told that story in that previous episode. And and per our process, what we did is we reached out to Matt and we said, Matt, we've got a guest we think is going to be a good fit for you. And so we we sent a link uh, to that episode to Matt. And so, Matt, you you hadn't met Dan yet. Tell us your impression of of Dan's stories. What apprehensions did you have? What was really neat? Give us give us your response. Sure. So you know, that first episode you guys recorded and Dan's story, it's fascinating, right? Like it's so interesting for somebody who gets to work with small business owners every day to look at all these different dynamics that are at play in, you know, a a family run small business. And the fact that the business is 80 plus years old, that it has been successful over the years that we've managed to pass it down through all these different generations. And yet there's almost no planning for what it looks like to hand it over. There's almost no operational structure other than show up and get the work done every day. So there's all these really compelling kind of problems that we get to work with for me as a coach. This stuff is super interesting to me. This stuff lights me up. And so I, I listened to that episode and the you know a lot of the solutions and stuff that you guys proposed made a ton of sense. I said like, yes, absolutely. I, I wanna go and have this next conversation with Dan. He and I got on the phone and I think it was maybe scheduled for a 20 or 30 minute call. We probably talked for 45 minutes or an hour because it's so easy to just fall into this stuff and really start digging in around it. Dan's obviously super passionate about this business and making it work and seeing it run better. He's a super sharp guy who's gone and, you know, studied business so that he could affect change within this business and helping him navigate the, all these different paths and and these different opportunities that he has 
is super interesting, right? I have some experience working with family held businesses before, and it's not always such a smooth thing. You guys know this, right? Like seeing one generation hand over responsibility, it's, it's not always easy. And so Dan's story and the opportunity we had, I, I had to jump, you know, I jumped at the opportunity to work with him and glad I have. Sure, sure. And it, uh, r remind me, Matt, um, what was the path we had talked about at the end of that episode? David, do you recall? I mean, what, what was the intention for Dan in terms of the need? One of the things that we threw out was that he should create some sort of proposal to kind of put in front of them, uh, if I recall. And and so what did you think of that, Matt? And and how or, or did you think of something completely different that you thought was a better course of action? No, the way you guys laid it out, it made a ton of sense. Right. And it, to a degree, even by the time Dan and I had talked, some of that stuff had already started to move forward. Like he had mm -hmm. already kind of. Uh, and you'll have to remind me how you phrased it, but it was something like, are you opposed to doing this? Right. And you yeah. laid out some steps that you wanted to take. And, and so that was definitely a first step. And another big piece of it was helping Dan see some of the stuff that had been going on or, or the way that they had been running the business was going to be easy changes for him to make, despite it being kind of uncomfortable, maybe with the current owner sitting there. And the other piece that had to be worked out was the ownership of the property, right? And so the current owners of the business also own the property. And we, I'm, we can get more into this later if we need to, but the- Yeah, well, let, let's take it yeah, chronolog chronologically, sure. Matt. I, I mean, uh, so Dan, you left the episode with us and, and Matt alluded to you taking some steps. I mean, how, how did that process work afterwards? Did you find yourself more aggressively pursuing an exit conversation with the owners or did, talk a little bit about how that um, relationship evolved? Yeah. So I couldn't like three months ago, back in August, I couldn't have told you exactly how this would have played out. Um, and a lot of it was hesitation because I did the unknown, right? Like, um, I was talking to Matt yesterday and he's like, we need to experiment. We need to do some experiments and try some things out. Um, and that's kind of what we did. So, um, you guys ended that, that first recording with me. It's funny. I went and I went and found you guys posted it and I liked the clickbait entitled, you know, I was like, Oh man, what are these guys saying about <laughs> I'm working my butt off over here. <laughs> what is going on? But, but you know, all was well, all is well. I get it. Um, but I, you kind of left it off with like, I was enabling me and my, my cousin were enabling them to not have to make a decision because we were doing all the tough stuff for them and they didn't really have to do any change. And so by, I, I went back to my cousin right away and said, Hey, I, you know, they pretty said, they pretty much said we're enabling your grandpa and my dad, you know, we're letting them do this and we're just, you know, kind of getting, you know, taken advantage of here. So let's like lay down something. So we, I came up, I, I don't know if it was Matt or, or you guys or what, but it doesn't really matter. We came up with the idea for them to take a trial retirement. Um, if that was going to be the plan all, all along, why not try it now? And, and nothing's on paper. Nothing's docu, nothing's like transition. Nothing's happened. It's just like, you know what? Like let, they took October. Both of them took October off. The whole month of October off. Wow! And so that, man, <laughs> like I, I told, like Matt said, would you guys be opposed to trying a retirement for a month? So, 
uh, Daryl, uh, Daryl is the current owner. Uh, he's the 84 year old. His birthday was October 8th. And he was like, um, I want to retire October 8th. And so that was like, that was like what happened. It just happened to be his birthday. So that was the day we chose. Um, it was, uh, it actually worked really, really well. And I'm still surprised. I was talking to Matt yesterday and I was like, I can't believe that, that this worked so well. We're now November 9th, right? It's been exactly a month. Um, and it's surprisingly just that, just taking that initiative of trying it out for, for a month really changed it. I thought they'd be there every day, micromanaging everything. And it hasn't, hasn't been that way at all. They've so. been gone for a month. Okay. So yeah, I mean, from the day they, they stopped by once in a while and then kind of ask if there's anything they could do or help out with or grab a cup of coffee and talk with you know. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, they've kind of just checked out, you know, and, and so it's now we're at a point where we tried the retirement for a month, you know, the trial retirement and, and we're like, okay, what's next? Like what we did this for a month. It works fine. What's next? Mm. You know? So now they're like, well, we did the month thing. Do we come in? So we have another like kind of uh, process to go through, but we kind of have the end of the year timeline of, of the transition happening. Interesting. Oh, I'm fascinated. I want to dive in further on that, but hit the rewind button a, a minute, Dan, when you, your first conversation with Matt, it, it's a weird dynamic, right? To suddenly start talking about this stuff with someone else. Talk, talk to me a little bit about what that felt like. What was that conversation easy? Where, where was it awkward? What, what is that? What was that like to you for you to start opening up about that stuff? Uh, I felt like it was super easy. Like I, like Matt said, I enjoy talking about this. I'm passionate about it. Like, and I, I'm the first to tell you, I don't know everything about it. You know, like, I don't know everything about everything, but I want to learn and I'm willing to learn and I'll ask so many questions. And, and, uh, Matt comes from experience of working with businesses. I don't even, you know, our industry is very different and, and I think he's still kind of learning what, kind of how it looks and stuff but there's so much you can take from any industry and apply it to any business that will that's working you know why reinvent the the wheel per se you know like so it was very easy to have that discussion i there was a couple of things in there about you know normalizing income was one term that we used and and uh and it was pretty easy to just kind of open up and say this is this is why we've been doing it i don't know why i don't know what needs to change or how or what, you know, but it's really coming from a business that's been doing something so long. I sometimes forget, like, it's not, this is not the way it has to be. It's it's how it's always been done, but this is not the way it has to be. So mm. Interesting. And, and Matt, did, how do you approach that first conversation? I mean, do you come to the table with a list of 20 questions? Is it just a, is it just a, talk over a cup of coffee. I mean, how do you approach this kind of change? Sure. Well, you know, this is a unique situation in that I had an hour plus of backstory going into that first conversation. Right. right? So we, we got to fast forward a little bit because I, because of the great work you guys did, I already had a deeper understanding of where Dan was coming from. Sure. Right. If I'm starting cold or colder with a new client, yeah, there's a list of, you know, five to eight questions that I want to understand. It's, but mostly it's about how the owner feels 
about their business. It's about where they, they see their biggest challenges. We don't have to go super deep or super technical, especially at the outset, because most of the work that we do is about the business owner more than it is about the details of the business, especially early on. And so I want to understand in this case where Dan's coming from, right? What his needs are as an owner and trying to get to the root of what changes need to happen here and how I can help him do that. And lucky for me in this scenario, and thanks to you guys in large part, Dan came in with an idea of what might need to change. He was already open to the idea of changing some of this stuff. And so really that first conversation was easy because he showed up ready and willing and open to, to dive into it. It's not always the case. Um, you know, it is an odd thing to talk to a stranger or a virtual stranger about your business and some of the intimate details that go along with that, especially as a small business owner and how closely this stuff ties to our personal lives and, you know, how we show up in our lives every day is so impacted by our business. It's tough to be open and honest about that all the time. And so, you know, we want to, we want to ask good questions and we want to help people explore the idea of making some of these changes, but we're also not trying to fix everything in one fell swoop. Matt, I would guess that most of the time you're talking with business owners and, and, and working with them to coach them through, through the different processes. What was it like this time talking with, you know, the proxy of the owners? I mean, you, you weren't engaged directly with the two gentlemen that want to retire. Yeah. So it comes with some interesting challenges, right? One, one of the big ones is communication. Right. I've um, not being able to talk directly to the owners. I have to rely on Dan to relay the conversations that we have and everything else. So it comes, it's an interesting challenge, but for all intents and purposes, Dan's been running the business for a while mm. now, right? He might not have had final authority on certain things. And that was one of the things he and I talked about was how do we essentially assign you all of these responsibilities that belong to the owner, you know, whatever the list is that you don't already do, how do we get you in charge of that stuff? And so, you know, that was a, an interesting dynamic to, to starting our work together. Dan navigated that really, really well with the current owners. And they had kind of given him the authority to say, like, you can make changes. You can, you can do this stuff. We want to hand this over. And so a big part of Dan and I's work was how do we get there or how do we put you in a position to be successful with this? despite the fact that, you know, your name's not on the title necessarily. And there's a lot of sure. little things and, and some big things that, that go along with that. Sure. So Dan, do you leave that first meeting with a list of to-dos or are you generally just talking concepts? I mean, what, what did you walk out or you hung up the phone after that first meeting? What were your marching orders? Oh, okay. So, so first off, Matt is a coach. All right. So I'm a sports guy. I get it. Matt might not be the best businessman, right? But he's football coach. Some sometimes aren't the best players, right? So, so Matt, Matt is like kind of, yeah, kind of like asking the questions, um, getting my mind thinking, suggesting um, solutions um, for me to go out and try, and then come back and report to him. I think I love that concept because I, I mean, I coached for, for like 10 or 15 years, sports teams. And basically if something doesn't work, you come back and try it again. I really like that. Matt has to work with me because I'm very like, 
I want to see results right now. And I get frustrated. I want to, he'll, we'll get off the call and I'll be like, okay, everything didn't happen the next day, you know? And he's like, be patient. You know, this is going to take some time. And I, and I call him sometimes frustrated and say, Hey, you know, like this, this is too daunting. I can't figure this out. And he's like, pick one thing, you know? So like very good at kind of, um, kind of like how, yeah, definitely having a checklist of things to go out and do kind of homework assignments to go out and like, okay, figure this out and then get back to me kind of thing. I think that ultimately is what needs to happen. Otherwise we're going to sit here and have a meeting and talk and then just be like, Oh, that was great. Um, uh, Matt has been working with me and my cousin. We had our first uh, official meeting yesterday and he left us with a little Google doc assignment. Uh, you know, so like, it's always something, uh, there's always some, some kind of work to be done. It's not just, oh, that's a lot of words and fun ideas and stuff. It's like, you're going to put it into practice and kind of figure it out. And maybe the first time I got to get used to this. Maybe the first time it's not the answer. Maybe it takes two or three times to get to like the results you want, but you got to do something. You got to put in some work. So. All right. So you, you, you leave that first meeting, you've got some to do's. Now, now bring us to that point where you, what was the first interaction uh, with the owners after you've been doing this work? I, I'm curious, what, what, how did you re-engage them about, around this conversation? Hmm, interesting. So there was, I think there was, like now I have like three of you guys behind my back, like telling me things, right? All the same things. Now I have like a community of uh, LinkedIn followers, like saying, oh yeah, the, you, you gotta, you know, do the work and figure it out and stuff like that. And so I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit more confident, right? So I go up to the conversation um, and, and I, I, I can't remember if it was Mike or David or Matt had said it, something like, I really, someone asked like, what would you want? I was like, I want someone to come in and talk to the owners that's their peer saying, this is what you should do. Remember, I remember something like that. I, yes, I remember. Yeah, right. Okay. So, cause I, I, you know, the powder butt syndrome, right? Like I'm, I'm 41, uh, the owner's 84, you know, like he, you know, he could be my grandfather. Right. And so like, he's going to take advice from me. You know what I mean? Like, so that was like a difficult thing, but because I came in there with confidence, I think that's the major thing. Confidence and I did the homework. So I came into the conversation with some answers or solutions or suggestions. It really changed their attitude and said, wow, it sounds like it sounds like, you know, Dan's got, you know, an idea of something we should do here. And I don't have all the answers. So I reached out to Matt. I reached out to my account. I, re I found a lawyer. You know, uh, Matt's team has helped valuing the business. You know, I, I found who, uh, the team I needed to get the things done. And, I, and then that gave me confidence anyways, you know, because now I have like a team coming to them and, and suggesting these options. So it was pretty, actually pretty easy. I think one time uh, uh, one of the owners was in the conversation when we were talking to Matt and, uh, and like he could probably see from that, from that interaction, like how easy it is for us to we're, like how comfortable we are just talking with each other. Right. You know, you could kind of tell that Matt. Yeah. So, so Dan, are you saying that when we first met, you were talking about how the, the owners needed to change, but it sounds like you're the one going through the transformation. Yeah. I think part of it was just me like manning up and being like, look, uh, you know, what needs to be done, suggest it rather than 
like the enabling part of it, you know? So I think, uh, yeah, definitely. Cause now pretty interesting. I'll have conversations with the owners now, now that we have like a plan in place, right. And a timeline, which is a big thing. Timeline's huge. You can't just be like, Oh, we'll, uh, we'll do the succession plan, you know, sometime in the future, but you put a timeline on it, you put a date on it. It's a real thing. And so now, you know, we're moving to the end of the year kind of thing, which is a real thing. It kind of makes things, it, it makes it real, you know? And so the conversations change where my dad is like, wow, I'm actually glad I'm doing this now because his partner is saying, wow, I should have did this 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So like that conversation never happened prior to this, never. And so- interesting. So, so the, the, the 84 year old's like, wow, why did I wait this long to do this? This is the best thing I could have done. And then my dad is like, wow. At first we had a conversation at first. He was like, I understand you guys don't want me here anymore. That was my dad's conversation. And I was like, no, that's not it. You know, like, like he was like kind of being, getting offended or get feeling pushed out of, of his life, right. Of his man card, his business that he created his baby. And, uh, and now his conversation is like, wow, I'm glad I get to do this right now and not wait till I'm 84 to do this, you know? So they see that other perspective. It's very interesting how it's changed. Oh, that's fascinating. How how did it go from an idea and a conversation between the two of you to a plan? Matt, what, what did that process look like to, uh, to architect? Well, sure. I mean, I don't know if I'd use the term architect because it felt really organic. It really did. Okay. It was identifying like, okay, here are some, some things that need to happen to get you from where you are now to where we want to be, which is you and your cousin, full owners of the business, full responsibility to run things day to day. And, you know, the steps along the way, like Dan referenced, you have to talk to your accountant and figure out what accounts you need, you know, signatures on, figure out where the records are kept, figure out how the records are kept, all that sort of stuff. You're going to talk to a lawyer. You're going to figure out what steps you need to take to legally transition the business from the current ownership to the new ownership. And it was, you know, a pretty clear punch list of, you know, where we started from to where they're trying to go. And, you know, the conversations that needed to be had, the discussions about who's going to be responsible for things, um, in the, during the transition and who's going to be responsible for the things after the transition between Dan and, and his partner, his now partner, his cousin, who are going to be co-owning the business. That was a big part of the conversation too. What do you want to be responsible for? Who's going to take ownership of, of these certain tasks and how are we going to run things after this business actually transitions? And so the, you know, that end picture of we're going to be full owners of the business. We're going to pay rent, to our new landlords. And we're gonna divide up this responsibility in such a way that it makes sense for the two new owners. We just kind of reverse engineered all of that to say like, okay, here are the things you need to do. Hmm. And to Dan's credit, he's gone out and done every bit of it and quickly, right? He's, he talks about being a little bit impatient. That's worked in his favor here. Because as you guys know, transitioning a family business can take years and years and years especially if the owners aren't fully ready for it. What we found is the two current owners were very receptive to it. And so it was just sort of nailing down some of these nuts and bolts things about having a, you know, an attorney who knows what they're doing, making sure the accountant's up to date on everything, 
those were relatively simple steps that Dan was, you know, quick to take on. So he put himself in a good position because of that. Yeah, guys, I think the, the interesting thing about this scenario is, and I've seen it when, when Matt, Matt put together kind of an appraisal for the business valuation of the business. And I was, Matt, I was reading the comps of, of businesses and there's one down the street. I know I, I was flipping through it and I know them. And, and I think some of their numbers are wrong by the way, but, but, uh, <laughs> But um, what happens, there's two options that could have happened here. Now, if the current owners didn't have me and my cousin, they definitely, their exit strategy would have been to like asset sell the stuff and either sell the property or continue to just be a landlord and rent, get someone else in there. That would have been like, and that's, if, if, the, if there's a business out there that owns the property and uh it wants to retire that would be the answer that would be the solution you know like close the business up and then rent out the property if if they can and be a landlord um this whole scenario has taught me like in 20 years i'm 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 done i'm gonna be done in 20 years i'm i'm gonna be exhausted i don't want to be 84 doing this right i know exactly my succession plan would be like if there if i do have a family member that would want to take this over I'll find out in the next 20 years if there's anyone that wants to do that. I could do the same exact process that I've done here. Or if there's nobody that wants to take it over, I could fix the business and get it ready to sell if that's an option. And if not, we have some property that we can rent out as a landlord. And that's like kind of the three options here. If this business wasn't right now, the business is good. Business is good. And we have some little tweaks we can do to make it really good. I feel like that. Um, but if the business wasn't, it would just be a pretty much a property option for the owners, you know, and they'd have to just close it down and get out. And I see a lot of other people doing that in our industry. Um, so, I mean, there's there's kind of the options for these, these, you know, generational family businesses. That's pretty much what you have. You either have a family business and have someone that's going to take it over and run it for you and maybe lease back the land or something like lease to own kind of option or or uh you just close it down and sell the property and be done go do something else that's really all you could do but if the business isn't good then that's probably the only option you have so it's kind of good that they have the property <laughs> that's so okay. so you you and your cousin are taking over the business you're going to rent from the, the current owners are going to become your landlords. So is part of the overall plan at some point for you and your cousin to buy the property as well? Yeah. It's going to be like a lease to own option. So, okay. yeah. So that's, and that's something we've set up and everyone's really comfortable and, and happy with the, the details of that. So, and that's the only option. I mean, I was, I was asking Matt, I was like, Matt, is this a good deal? And he's like, uh, if you wanted to go get a mortgage on these properties, you would be paying a lot more than that. So this is a good deal. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's, it makes sense, it, but it has to make sense. The numbers have to make sense. So that's, that's the ultimate thing in any, in any situation. So, uh, Dan, you're working your way through this, this, this process. Tell me what the sticky parts have been. Tell me what the, the hardest, um, topics to engage, what, has it been all smooth sailing or, or have there been parts that have been more challenging for you? Okay. So I think that the most challenging part would have been 
getting the overall personnel on board with the new owners being me and my partner. But Matt and I talked about this yesterday. It's almost a blessing that everyone I have is less than a year old. So mm. everyone I have, I pretty much hired anyways. Mm -hmm. So that, that comes with its own, its own dilemmas and its own, everything's a lot slower. We have to actually schedule some more time for training, but there's not drama. There's no drama. I can imagine my brother's kind of going through a situation like this too. I can imagine if he transitioned to be the owner of his company, there would be a lot more drama involved with like management or foremen or managers of the warehouse or something dealing with this new way to do things. But I don't, we're not really having that problem because everybody's so new. So I mean, you I, don't I, you don't have to figure out how to suddenly manage the guy that trained you in when you were 17. Yeah, no, everyone actually everyone just retired that, you know, everyone's been working there 40, 45 years. Like these we have the last one. There's one guy that's been there for like 30 years left. And he's I, I mean, he's probably going to just work one more year. And he's we just let him do whatever he's going to do. He's, there's no change in him. So we just let him do whatever. <laughs> And it makes it easy, but all these new, everyone knew it. And Matt, Matt uh, has said like, just, it's easy. You just, this is how we do it here. This is how we do. This is how we do it. You know, you don't have to explain why or what or when or how they used to do it, but you just tell them this is what you want. And this is how we do it. You know, if you don't like it, you know, we'll get someone else to do it. So it's, it's been very, very simple, but that could be, uh, that could be a sticky situation. Like we don't have to deal with any like great aunts or second cousins or someone that's just floating in the business. That's getting a paycheck for nothing kind of family deal thing. Everybody that's working here is working pretty hard. So uh, we don't have, we don't have any like freeload or drama deals, but I could imagine that'd be, that'd be an issue with a family succession plan. Sure. Sure. Okay. So bring us back to what, what you were talking about earlier. You, you reinitiate this conversation with the owners and then at some point, what, you just blurt out, why don't you take the month of October off to, to semi-retire? Or uh, how, how did that idea take shape? So I learned this trick, that I, and I think I told you a while ago, like to kind of um, get them to say no as a yes. So I just proposed the question as, would you be opposed to taking the month of October off? <laughs> And say no. I love it. It's it's so good. It's what, a Jedi yes, mind They would say no, no, because no is easy to say. They would say no, no, I'm not opposed to it. All right, then let's try it. Like kind of like, wait a second, what just happened? But um, so that it was a little awkward, and I had like my dad telling me, I understand you guys don't want me here anymore, like kind of like some weird stuff and we've been pretty good about leaving work at work and home, you know, family relation that, you know, for the family, my wife is really good at reminding me, Hey, we're going out to dinner with your parents. Do not She Like we're getting out of the car in the parking lot. Do not say anything about work today. All right. Okay. You know, so she's good at helping me with that, but that's an important part of it is to separate those two um, hats, wear those two hats. Yeah. And it's hard to do, especially with it consuming you know, like hours and hours and hours of your day. How do you shut that off? But yeah, it was basically posing that suggestion. What do you guys think about, you know, uh, um, taking the month of October off and, you know, they weren't opposed to it. So I guess that's a yes. And, 
and they it actually worked out really well. And I was telling Matt, I'm surprised it's going this well. I don't know. There was really not, no magic pill or anything. It just, we suggested it. And I guess maybe they were just waiting for that suggestion. And I, I imagine they're like, why didn't we try this earlier? There's no reason uh, my dad's partner couldn't have done this 20 years ago. You know, there's no reason at all. Well, Dan, so, let's not skip over that question because I think it's an important one. Why didn't this happen earlier? Well, for one thing, when you're running a business and, and that's your life and you have nothing else going on, uh, that's where you want to do. Matt, Matt's discussed this multiple times. Like owning a business gives you freedom to do what you want to do. And that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to be there every day. Regardless, they wanted to be busy. They wanted to be doing the jobs that you know they should be paying someone sixteen bucks an hour to do. They that's they chose to do that, and because they own the business, they could. And so that's where they spent their time. Um, they didn't. Do you, do you think, Dan, if you had done what you did over the last couple of months two years ago, would you have gotten the same result? Hmm. No, I believe like I believe that there's a time and, and a place and a reason for everything. I think that everything leading up to this probably played a role in it a little bit. Matt, you know, said I, you know, I went back and I studied business. I wanted to be the most qualified. I wanted to put in the effort and show I was doing all this stuff. And it built built some confidence in myself to be able to do this rather than just being and entitled, you know, whatever on your uh, clickbait title of your video. But like, you know, I think it proved that I was serious about it, you know. So I think it it probably wouldn't have had the same effect. So I don't know. I, I really can't tell you. I really can't tell you. But I do know, like, because of what's happened over the last three months, that now was the right time. So. Hmm. And so. So we're heading towards this first of the year closing changeover, you know, already you said you're targeting New Year's. And so Matt, from your point of view, I mean, you've, you've worked with Dan on this deal and how to kind of get this thing initiated and going. Can, can you see that there's now a lot more work or potential or other things that need to be done in this business to really help it uh, turn into version 2.0? Yeah, there, there's a ton of great opportunities in this business, right? Mm. Um, because the, the past owners have been so focused on being in the business every day, they're, they're so head down, they're just focused on, you know, whatever task is in front of them at any given moment. I think there's opportunities to, to step back and to put that owner's hat on and say like, Let's take a look at our strategy. Let's take a look at our pricing. Let's take a look at our operations and our training and all of these things that free the owners up from having to do a lot of work day to day and give them the opportunity to just do the work that they want to do. This is a conversation that I was having with Dan and his, his partner yesterday was like, what do you actually want to do? What's the work that you enjoy doing in the business? let's make sure you've got all the time and space you need to do that while still wearing the owner's hat and making sure that things run really well. And a couple of things that we touched on there, right? Pricing, watching the numbers, getting your reporting down, training the guys so that they're not as dependent on 
you know, the owners there to, to lead and tell them everything to do day to day. Those are all opportunities to build systems and help the business evolve and help it grow over time. And, you know, Mike, you asked the question, like, what was one of the tougher things? I think for Dan, getting his cousin to buy into a new way of working and not just continuing on the way that the current owners have always done it was actually a, a hurdle that Dan kind of downplayed, but an important one. And his cousin was on board with the idea of let's take it over, let's run it, let's see what it can become. But taking maybe a, you know, a slightly more structured approach or getting outside help from somebody who doesn't intimately know their business was a hurdle that they had to clear. Feels like he's on board now. So the two of them working together to, to implement some of these changes and you know, systematize their operations a little bit more, keep a closer eye on some of the things that are going in and out of the business is going to pay huge dividends, right? It, it, it's only going to help them grow, increase the value of the business, increase the profitability of the business. Like there's all sorts of ways that they're going to benefit from, from taking these next steps. You know, it's interesting at the beginning of this episode, you were describing like the 80 year history of this business, Matt, when you were kind of talking about, you know, your first conversations with Dan and how everyone just kind of does what they do. And I, I was thinking about like, wow, they've been in this business so long. It's instinctual. You know, they, they, the SOPs are in their genetic, uh, you know, <laughs> in their genes now. Right. Like, I mean, they don't even need to write things down. They just know how to move, you know, in this business. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. They, like, they, we were talking that just yesterday we were talking and I was like, I don't know why I didn't know why the, the, the you know, my my dad and his partner didn't do this. I don't know why they didn't do so. I forget what we we're exactly talking about, but I don't know why they didn't do this. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe they've been doing it so long. Like they didn't even have to think about it. Their gut just told them that's what they had to do. You know, like, honestly, like there's a lot of things that like, you know, they've been doing it a really long time. So they didn't really have to think about stuff, you know, like. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. I think that's a true comment, you know? Absolutely. Interesting. Dan, talk more about the reaction of the owners to being out from under what, what's it been like when they've come back to talk? I mean, that, that whole, that whole topic of exit is, is a freaky one for owners because it's like, this has been my life for 80 years and now it, what, Talk a little bit about what you've observed as they've interacted with the business after they got out from under the every, all day, every day. Okay. So first off, the, you know, they come in uh, November 1st and be like, okay, how was last month? Like, was everything good? Do you need anything? You know, like, is there everything all right? Are you paying vendors quickly? That's like their most important thing. Are you paying people fast? You know, like it's everything being done, you know, are you building up some, uh, some savings and stuff like that? But the number one thing that has been super helpful during all this is when they come in to work or they talk to um, a supplier or vendor or a customer, because um, they're still transitioning some personal calls over to us, like, hey, stop calling me, call call the office, you know, things like that has just happened organically over time. Um, every time the, the customer or vendor always are like, oh, it's about time, good for you, like, this is great, you know, like, mm how's that going? You know, like it's always been, everyone's like, you know, like finally, finally you get, you're getting this opportunity kind of thing. And so like, they don't really, see, I think they don't really see it that way, but the more people tell them uh, how, like how great it is and how lucky they are and how that's awesome that the next generation's taking it over, the more it validates like 
hey, I am doing the right thing here, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been really good. Another thing is like two or three other um, customers have retired also within the last like six months. So they're dealing with the same exact thing. So their peer is like also retiring, going through something. And so it's like almost like organic, like this is just natural. Like everyone's kind of doing this right now. Just last week, someone called and said, hey, uh, uh, my son's going to be running the place now to Daryl. And then he's like, oh, OK, yeah. You know, like our our grandson, my my grandson and, and uh, Dan are going to be running it. You know, so it was like very it's like they had something in common to share. So that's been really helpful yeah. because they're like, oh, yeah, this is just how it was supposed to kind of go. And that's just, that's just stuff that happened by, by, you know, chance, you know, that's not something you can plan or help, but it's been, it's been good. So. Interesting. Dan, any comment from your mom about the impact on your dad? Well, so my dad took off. He, he literally just left. Uh, he's got a bunch of grandkids. So he was, he was gone. Um, and so when he got home, he came to work those days. So, so he has, so since he was gone, he was gone, but when he was home, he was coming. He didn't come, he didn't come today, but he's coming tomorrow. And I said, there's not really anything going on tomorrow. He's like, well, I got, I got some errands I need to run and things like that. So he, you know, I've just let him, we just let him do the thing. We're definitely not trying to push or anything. Sure. Um, but as far as my mom, let's see that's always been interesting because you wonder, you wonder how that's going to, with the more time. With, with their, <laughs> um, but they, uh, they actually, so here's one thing. Uh, my dad got a uh, vacation home on a lake uh, three months ago. And so it couldn't have been a perfect time for him to go up there and fix things and work on things. And, you right. know, coordinate so he's got his he had some stuff to go do so i think it's super important that they don't just go home and sit and watch the news they gotta have something there needs to be something else that they need to be doing because the, they've been so involved day to day they can't just shut that off you know mm. he's, he's waking up at 5 a.m trying to go trim the palm trees like that's not <laughs> it's gonna take some time but like he has some tasks to do so that's a really important thing uh you know, Daryl, the older one, he doesn't really, I mean, his health is kind of, you know, he doesn't really have that much time. We've had meetings with him where he's like, I probably only get to live four more years. So, uh, you know, I'm like, this is so morbid, like, come on, like, <laughs> and then, and then my dad's and he's like, well, I'm glad I'm doing this now because, you know, he's got four more years to enjoy his retirement. What is this all about? So, um, yeah, they need to have something to keep them busy to do something, you know, and it doesn't even have to, it could be a, it could be a hobby. It doesn't even have to, it could be a business, you know, like they could, they could do something a lot smaller scale though, you know, so there has to be something. Interesting. Interesting. And, and Matt, what about for you when uh, Dan talked earlier about you meeting with him and one of the owners, how, how, how did that interaction go? What was that like? You just feel the skepticism through the phone. Is that right? <laughs> he, you know, he was very warm, cordial, obviously a great guy. You see why, you know, the vendors and the customers all want to call him direct and talk stuff through. But you just like, you're, you're talking to this guy about, about this 
business and just okay i guess yeah Dan, i trust i trust you but what you know yeah why are you question of why and sure. what what's the real value here but i think some of the stuff we were able to share on that call dan like it's kind of eye-opening right like if you look at the last few years of how they ran the business and where that value shakes out and then you look at the this year 2022 when dan's had a lot more hands-on management of the business and been able to influence things more and the results that you get under that style of management you know the the value of the business goes up by three mm. right and if you can lay that out in black and white it's hard to it's hard to ignore that and you know not trying to come in and change the whole structure of the business made really clear like I don't actually care what it looks like at the end of the day, as long as it works and it serves the owners, right? I'm not trying to turn it into a cookie cutter business or turn it into, you know, something that it's not. And I don't know if he's, if he fully bought in, but uh, the skepticism got turned down a little bit and he was, you know, more receptive to some of the ideas I would say by the time we got off the phone. Yeah, there's, it's interesting because being an 84-year-old, he, he ran this business completely different. And I would say in the last 10 years, the business probably quadrupled um, in volume, size, like personnel, everything. So for a long time, it was a very small business they ran and very easily manageable. I think it blew up organically and they weren't capable. They didn't have the, the ability to like grow with it. So that we're always just hanging on. We're just always hanging on and kind of doing things the old way we used to do it. Um, but the way they just, I mean, recently did they get away from like ledgers and carbon copy papers and and uh, re-inputting, re every night re-putting invoices into like a cursive written leather bound ledger thing. And I was, just, it's like, they just, and I'm like, why are we doing this? And and they're like, this is just what we do. And I'm like, <laughs> this is bookkeeping, Dan. Yes. And I was this like, what, what are you? I was like, why are you stapling that piece? Why are you printing an email and stapling it to a check? Like that is so weird, you know. So they come from a different, um, a different gen. Obviously, obviously a different generation. And so it was. They're not really. You know, so they really don't like change. And so I, I knew I was sitting there watching Daryl talk to Matt and I'm just giggling because he is just like, what is going on? And Matt asked the awesome question. He said, hey, hey, Daryl, uh, what are these guys not doing right? Like, like he just put us on the spot right there. And, and Daryl didn't didn't uh, back down. He just let you have it. He's like, well, they Matt probably had no idea what he was talking about, but he just listed like five things that we were failing on in his eyes, you know, and. It's just funny what what is so important to him. It has nothing to do with the value of the business, the pro the uh, profitability of the business, any financials or anything. Just that was what was important to him. So it it is inter It was very interesting. I I think we got lucky to have that little interaction there. But definitely not. He's not bought into it, Matt. But he's just. <laughs> He's just let it, let it go. And, and if they're going to let me, you know, I'll keep posing those questions. Like, are you opposed to this? You know? So, so uh, guys, I'm, I'm working with Matt now and we, uh, we, we went on, he's going to work on like a four year vision with us okay. over the next six months. And we're kind of starting that process now. And I'm super excited about it. Uh, my cousin, on the other hand, you know, had to be, had to be kind of like, um, gently persuaded but you know we 
I didn't tell Matt this, but like we ended it and he's like, well, what can it hurt? You know, like, let's give it a try. And I was like, perfect. You know, you always hear everyone that's anyone that's probably listening to this podcast right now knows the number one thing you should invest in is yourself. You know, so like it doesn't matter if we like go get another product or, you know, try to cut costs or something, you know, working with someone that can help us, you know, make this business systems, processes, give us a vision that we don't even have a vision. I don't even know what it what our the mission of our company is. You know, I just been doing the same thing we've always been doing. So Matt pretty much gave us like yesterday, kind of like 2023 is going to be our baseline year. We're not going to change a bunch. We're going to be patient. And 2023 is going to be like, that's going to be our baseline. And then we're going to start from there and kind of figure out what, what happens and we'll do experiments and be like, Hey, do we change this? Do we change these margins? Do we add a new product? Do we get rid of a product? Do we stop supplying these customers? Who do our customers want to be? You know, who do they need to be? Who do we want to deal with? You know, do we need more people on our team kind of thing and just like play around with it and have fun. I mean, we talked about there's almost nothing I can do. I, I know this sounds a little arrogant, right? There's I'd have to try really hard to ruin this company. I'd have to try. We I would just have to lock the gates and not show up. You know what I mean? I'd have to try really hard to not. I don't have I don't have to stop, start from scratch. You know, like all I have to do is keep the same thing going and we're OK. But all I could do is get better. So like, it's pretty reassuring to know that, you know, I don't have to worry about covering payroll. If it's, it has a good track record of 80 years and it's covered it. So if I, if I can't do that, I totally mess something up. So it's, it's going to be a good year to, you know, implement some experiment, uh, experiments on it. So I'm excited about that. Well, this is great. We're going to have to have another update then in 2023, I think, Mike. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, last question I had to Dan is what's the target date? When do you take ownership? So, so uh, Matt's company, uh, Matt, you want to talk about that? The, the company kind of helped with the valuation. Sure. Yeah. So through main ascent business brokers and advisors, we did a, a valuation for Dan so they could help uh, attach a, essentially a market estimate price to the business. And that's going to help their lawyer transition it. Um, they're going to take the legal steps that they need to take. And I think the goal is January 1st, right, Dan, to for you guys to officially wow. take it on. Yeah, definitely. And it's and it as far as what I've talked to the attorney, um, it's a um, it's a gifting situation. The the shares will be gifted. So they need a market value assessment for the IRS to to, to kind of document what amount has been gifted and. Um, so they're going to talk with the accountants and make sure everything, you know, tax wise makes sense. And, you know, maybe it's the end of this year, maybe it's the beginning of next year, whatever makes sense um, tax wise. Mm. And then it's a very it seems like it's a very simple transition on on that end of it. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's the plan is uh, I, I, I really November, December. I don't know what's going on, really. Like, it's kind of like. We didn't really talk about that. We just said October, take it off. We didn't say what happened after that. So I'll have to figure that one out. But um, uh, well, Dan, congratulations. I mean, I think huh. it's fabulous what you've done, the steps you've taken, uh, the help you've been willing to receive working with Matt. And uh, welcome to business ownership, my friend. <laughs> that is just really exciting for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming along too. I, this has been an incredible episode. I'm, I'm really happy both of you guys were able to come tonight and, and share the story of what happened. Um, I, 
I'm excited too. I can't wait for New Year's to come and to know that Dan's going to be transitioning into that ownership role with along with his cousin. Um, I, I think this is it. We're wrapping up, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. I, guys, just thank you so much for coming back and giving us an update and, and, and walking us through. Again, the concept here is that, Dan, the, the steps you took are steps available to owners in similar position, right? This is what that process is. And again, often it's the owner's perspective that we have here, but they can hold up a mirror to what happened here and, and take similar steps. So thank you so much for being willing to share your story again. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yep. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. All, right. All right, Mike. Well, I I'm looking forward to more episodes like that. And we have a few more in the works too. So, so yeah, absolutely. Well, this is, that's the model, right, David, we yeah. want to, we want to hear the story, make introductions to people who can help and as we've obviously seen here, this has turned out to be a win for the business owner and a win for our partner who turned a, a free offering of service into a new client. So I, I, I don't know, man, the your exit squad formula seems to have uh, found a little uh, found a little success on this one. Well, yes. And uh, and so we've got a few more of these updates that we're going to be doing before we wind up season one. So stay tuned. Thank you all for watching. And I want to remind everyone, you know, it really is a big help to us if you hit the like button, the thumbs up button, if you give it a five-star review on whatever audio platform you might be listening to. The biggest help of all, though, is when you share one of these episodes off-platform. So if you're watching on YouTube, share it to your Facebook, share it to your Twitter, share it onto LinkedIn, introduce the program to more people, and it also helps the algorithm on YouTube or the audio platforms to know that the content is good, good enough for people to want to share it with their friends elsewhere. Absolutely. Big yeah. help for us. Awesome. So we'll see you later, Mike. All right, David. Have a good evening. All right. Bye.